It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You can influence. Oh, like an influencer. But you're not sending people to the ER. Oh. You are the ER. Oh, influence ER. See, see what I'm saying? Let's go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash Padilla because sometimes existing is exhausting. Hello, Montez Ford. How are you, sir? Hello, Bianca. Hello. Hello. What does it mean to be a WWE superstar? Wow. That puts us in a category above anything else. Like we're not just wrestlers. We're, we do stuff for the community. Mm -hmm. We do stuff for outreach, for the public. But we're also performers. We're actors. Mm -hmm. We do all these different things in our career. and outside of the company, and it just puts us on a pedestal of not just being labeled just a professional wrestler. Mm -hmm. like we're not just body slamming and doing clotheslines, like we're doing stuff outside as well. You are the EST of WWE. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? That's the best, the fastest, the strongest? Anything good ending in EST. Okay. Yes, so that's I'm the strongest, right. the fastest, the roughest, the toughest, the quickest, the greatest. The best, the B-E-S-T. Is that a title you gave yourself? Mm -hmm. The E-S-T mm -hmm. of WWE? Mm -hmm. Is that a lot to live up to now? Because once you have that, once you start saying that, like it, it, it would be really rough if you didn't live up to that. Yes. I came up with the whole EST concept when I first got into WWE. And I had a hard time trying to figure that out. Cause I was like, I don't want to be put into a box. Like I was all, I felt like I was like very like multifaceted and you know, I'm not just good at one thing. I was good like at a lot of things. And, and I was like, how do I simplify that? And so I remember having a promo and I was like, you know, I'm not just fast. I'm the fastest, mm. but I'm not, I'm also the strongest and I'm the toughest and I'm the quickest and I'm the greatest and I'm the best. I was like, hold up, all these things end in EST. Mm. So that's how I simplified it and became the EST of WWE. When I was younger, I had a very negative mindset, you know, and, and even with, with things like WWE, I, it would be playing in my house. I had family members who loved WWE and I'd be like, um, you know that that's like, mostly written, right? Like, <laughs> like that's not, that's this isn't all just like actually happening in the moment and that's all I could focus on. Mm -hmm. But I didn't take the time to really acknowledge the amounts of everything, the amount of training and rehearsal and trust that you have to have for the other people in the yeah. ring and all these different elements while being live in this extremely high pressure environment. Yeah, like I always describe it as Broadway mixed in with Cirque du Soleil, where we're actors, we're um, athletes, um, you know, we're out there doing a promo. We don't have a teleprompter. There are like paragraphs of text that you have to know. Yes. 
There's on top of the performance. Yes. On top of nailing every single move and not injuring anyone. Yes. We're doing all this on live TV. So it's kind of like Broadway. They don't have a teleprompter, right. you know, um, but at the same time, we are also climbing to the top rope and turning a flip on top of somebody. We're doing dives outside the ring. I'm picking girls up over my head, you know, and you made a point of where, you know, you're watching and it looks like we're in control and we have it all together. Sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. Mm -hmm. But the art of it and the magic of it is to make you think that we have it together. Mm -hmm. Things mess up all the time. It's impromptu. It's, um, you know, it's very risky what we do. And that's the art of it. And that's, you know, one of the things that I think our fans appreciate about what we do is that we put our bodies on the line for entertainment. Can you get into what the process is like from kind of start to finish of like getting to that point when you're performing? Because I know there's a lot of rehearsal and practice that goes right. into it, but like how much time before going out there live do you do you have to kind of practice those beats? The storylines are written usually every week. Oh, and then okay. when you get to the basically raw SmackDown, they have the sheet out with the matches and they'll lay out what's happening for today. Usually you know what's happening in your storyline because it's the same thread that's been happening for weeks. Okay, yeah. But when you come in and get the matches or the promo segments or whatever scenario is, uh, you get that when you first walk in. Mm -hmm. And so from that time period, basically to live, that's when you have to perfect and get your match together, your promo, your gear, makeup, haircut, groomingness, shower, whatever you need to do in that time period before your music hits. On the same day, is that the only day that you get to, to rehearse with everyone that you're gonna be working with that day? That's that day usually. Just that one day? Just that one day. Now, I thought there was like weeks of- Now, sometimes, it, and this is a very rare occasion where you may get a scenario if you're having a big premium live event match and you mm. know the person you're facing, then you have time for that match. But those weeks leading up to it, you still have tag team matches, you still have promo you're segments. You're doing so much other shit. You're doing all this other stuff to promote the match yeah. that you're leading to. So you may know what that match may be, or this, so you don't uh, even necessarily have time to rehearse for that thing. No, coming up. Not, you you know it, but you, like you say, you don't have time to rehearse for it because mm. you're doing all these things in between. I would see you know people jumping from the top ropes and landing on someone, and the reaction from the audience that you would see would be like, oh my god, like they actually made contact. But I'd be like, you can see that their hands hit around them and they made a loud noise, but the <laughs> body, you know, that person was not actually touched. And it's funny because now I see. Oh, obviously that would kill them. But I will say, it's real impact. And yeah. what goes up must come down. So you know what it feels like to hit that ground from 20, 30 feet Yes, we're still hitting the ground. We're hitting each other with chairs. You're still getting hit with a yeah, chair. Yeah, because that really happens, right? Yes. In my head, it's, I was like, these are fake props. No, it's a real chair. They're real tables. Like, But we learn to do things safely, but it's hard. I remember my, my tryout and I had never taken a bump, which is when you hit the mat. I had never hit the ropes. Oh. You think, you know, you see these ropes in the ring and you're just like, oh, they're ropes. You go and you try to hit a rope. That night in my hotel room, I was like, why does my, why does my back hurt so bad? Mm. I lifted my shirt and it was blue and purple with bruises from hitting the ropes. From the outside looking in, I'm like, oh, those have got to be like all super soft, <laughs> like delicate little ropes. It's like a little elastic look, yeah. in there. No. Yeah. No, they're hard and they're taped with. Because you have tape. to be able to climb them. It has to still behave in a as a normal rope too. So it can't yeah. just be props. You have to think it's it's people in there that are 130 pounds climbing to the top. You have some people that three are 300 plus pounds 
climbing to the top rope. Those ropes have to withstand everyone. Mm -hmm. So they're not just little foam elastic ropes. We got a, we got a clip here of you taking flight. And <laughs> this is not me getting on that Delta flight, is it? Well, let's see. Let's see which one we got here. Yeah, it's you hopping on the flight to get here today. <laughs> <laughs> So we have a disclaimer too all the time. Don't try this at home. Don't try this at home. Don't Let's try see, what this at home. see what we're not trying. Like I said, when it comes to here, like you still gotta trust these guys. Yeah, and that's scary as hell climbing up that you high gotta, and you're trusting you each other. You gotta trust these guys yeah. to be there and catch you. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Did you land exactly where you meant to land? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh so it's so crazy. I remember that day like it was yesterday. With wrestling, it's all about moments. Every night we're out there, we're trying to think like, how are we going to get the fans to talk about us? Like, right. hey, they did this. I remember this. This is the girl that took my title from me in 26 seconds. <laughs> so that's why there's so much animosity that's here. That's why there's so much animosity here. And those are real ropes. Those that are is... real ropes. And I am in heels right now. Oh my God. Those are boots. Does she grab your hair? They on all, flip on your back? They always grab my hair. Well, it, it, it looks like a rope made for, for grabbing <laughs> on the ring. Yeah, they grab my hair, I'm bald head in the middle. I'm a bald head, oh. little diddle in the middle. <laughs> and then she whips out these gigantic scissors. I have girls pull my hair, but they never try to cut my hair. <laughs> this is so wild. Oh my, that looks painful. And then you pick her up. She's gonna get another one. And you make it look so easy to pick her up. Cause I'm strong. Strong est. I'm See? picking up. I'm picking up. <laughs> How much do you feel the way that the things that you had to learn in the ring, you know, to experience that discomfort and be okay with it, has uh, spilled over into your your life outside? Life is full of ups and downs, you know. But if you only prepare yourself for the good times, what are you, how are you going to react when the bad times come? You have to know that bad times are going to be there, but you have to pick yourself up. You have to keep moving forward. Life is not always going to go the way that it's supposed to. Even with our storylines, I think that, that that's why it connects so much with our fans and anyone who watches is, you know, you have a protagonist, you have an antagonist, you have a storyline, you have someone that's trying to overcome. They may get knocked down over and over and over again, but eventually, you know, you're cheering for them to overcome because all of our audiences can see themselves in a wrestler. I think I've learned even through my own storylines uh, in WWE that I've been able to apply to my life. I was able to Main event WrestleMania, make history. I was one of the first black females to ever main event WrestleMania. I won a title from that WrestleMania. I won an ESPY off of that WrestleMania. And I was at the highest of the high. Um, I had just started, I was brand new. And then all of a sudden I had a match and I lost that title in 26 seconds, like that. And I just felt like, whoa. Like I was at the mountaintop and it all just got taken away from me. And that was in WWE, but I feel like I can apply that to my life. It, you know, it, things are going to happen. You know, you could be at the mountaintop and something can knock you down, but you can't give up. It's that mindset mm -hmm. that that you want to use to inspire others. Yeah. Is that why you put such high pressure on yourself to, <laughs> to, to keep this up, to, to yes. be this inspiration? Yes, I put so much pressure on myself. My husband gets on me all the time uh, because I have, I have a lot of anxiety. Um, I actually have more anxiety now than when I first started because I was so new, I was figuring myself out and I had it all together. And, you know, everything that I was like preaching 
in the ring of like being the EST and being unapologetically you and showing up and showing out and never shrinking yourself. I was 100% living by that. And the more and more further I got in my career, the more people got to know me, the bigger the stages got, the more WrestleManias I got to be a part of. Uh, I became champion. And the more I felt like responsibility that I was putting on myself, the more I started getting anxiety about it mm-hmm. and actually having to force myself to live by what I was preaching, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And it it's like I've had to really look within myself and be like, you're the EST. You, 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 you're preaching all this stuff to all these people you need to live by. You need to remember who you are. And I started having imposter syndrome. It's crazy, like the bigger I, the bigger I got and the more successful I got, the more anxiety I got, the more insecurity I started having. And I realized, whoa, I'm struggling with imposter syndrome here. Mm-hmm. So my character helps me now. Like, I'm not just talking to people in the audience. I'm not just talking to people through the TV screen. I'm talking to myself. Were there any moments from your childhood that you feel shaped you to become this person who loves entertaining, loves athleticism, loves the these high-stress, high-performance environments, loves facing your fears? Growing up, I was always known as, like, the weird kid. Uh, yeah, weird kid vibes. What's up? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It was like, it's just, I just always loved everything. Like, I found an interest in everything. Like, wrestling kind of, like, allowed me to kind of, like, be this weird guy all at once. Like, you know, whether it was, like, making jokes with my sister. My sister's my spare apartment, uh, partner when I was younger. Like, mm-hmm. we had wrestling matches at 2 o'clock in the morning, Iron Man matches. So Your parents loved that, I'm sure. The couch, you know, yeah. broke a few, you know. Furniture things. I mean, we did it. Uh, the, the 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 ghost. ghost yeah, yeah. See, the ghost. see the ghost. The ghost always see, breaking you had the furniture. A ghost too? We, I, I had knew the we weren't the only ones. Too. So you were the weird kid, and, and weird wrestling. Kid. It feels like is a combination of, of all of those elements. Of everything. And like like I said, you can't get judged in wrestling because, like I said, like you have these extravagant characters. You have like Macho Man Randy Savage coming out with all these sequences and these strings hanging down and these big sunglasses, mm-hmm. and you got Hulk Hogan you know, with the big bright red and yellow and he's ripping his t-shirt and he's posing out, you know, in front of all it's these kind of like fans. a superhero. It feels like superhero. a superhero, right? And then from there, like, mm. I start seeing different elements of everything that I was doing as a kid being, like, mashed into, like, this program, which was WWE mm. Raw. And what took me to the next level, was seeing was The Rock. Mm-hmm. Was, was seeing The Rock. That was... That was it. In 2000, I lost my sister. My older sister passed mm. in a car accident. And I remember in December of that year, uh, as I was first getting into wrestling and first, like, obviously getting heavy with The Rock, I remember we went to SmackDown. And I kid you not, my sister could tell you the same story. And when The Rock came out, we lost it. Ah, she was like, yeah, like, she's looking at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rock gets on his turnbuckle. You know, he does his signature. He gets on the turnbuckle and raises his arm. You can ask my sister this to this day. He looks dead at us. <laughs> <laughs> he looks dead at us. You're like, who, me? <laughs> like, literally looks at us and we lose it some more. We just, ah! But, so you uh, felt that in that moment. Oh, uh, and, and from there, like, I was already hooked, but from there, I was like, man, like, the just him looking out to the crowd and us seeing us, or us seeing him look at us and recognizing it just changed my life forever mm. and just made me want to do 
something like that and have an impression on someone like that and oh. give them the same exact feeling that he gave me. So yeah. a lot of the things I do now because I was in that hard transition of you know losing my sister and going through all these things, The Rock kind of helped me like escape, you know, and fall in love with wrestling and cope with me and my uh, older sister. I'm the baby. Mm. Uh, it cope with, helped me cope with me and my middle sister with in that time period and wrestling kind of just took us on that wave. What do you think it is that allowed you to accomplish that dream that is so competitive to, to even be a part of? Just never stop trying. Life's going to throw so many different curveballs at you and you're going to have to adjust to every single one. But I feel like just never stop trying into whatever you're trying to do. You're going to get injured, you're going to get talked about, you're going to get hurt, you're going to lose a job. Some people see those curveballs and they give up, they stop, right. they say, this is a sign that I'm not supposed to do this. No, and and I've been told no before actually for WWE. Like this is, like when I did my trial, I didn't get hired on my first trial. Mm. Like I literally had a trial in 2013 and when I did a trial, did well, but they didn't give me a no on that trial. They said, hey, you speak well, but go put on some size, basically mm. some weight. So I took that to heart. So <laughs> after that first trial, I put on about 40 pounds of lean muscle mass? Just, it was a lot of pizza and burgers and lean <laughs> muscle mass. But uh, I just made sure like, you know what, if I'm going to get this next trial, then I'm going to make sure there's no excuse that it's no reason that I didn't follow any critiques or whatever they offered from the last trial. And I uh, did the second trial and long story short, that's when I got hired off the second mm. trial. I could have easily been like, hey, you know what, I'm not doing this, I'm not putting on this weight and possibly seeing what could possibly happen for me. And if I would've just gave up there, I wouldn't have been the person I am now. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those no's motivate and should motivate you to next time you see me, you're gonna definitely not say no. You've spoken a bit how college was a really tough time. Yeah. You, your mental health mm -hmm. and, and whatnot. And how WWE is kind of like the I guess like the pushed you in the opposite way with your your mindset being being a lot more positive and strong. Yes. In high school, I ran track and I was always like naturally the 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 bigger girl, like naturally muscular. And so like my weight was always like an, an issue when it came to track and you can run faster if you lose weight. And yeah. so I dieted, I dieted, I lost weight, I plateaued and then I just I couldn't lose weight anymore. So I ended up getting eating disorder. I had, I struggled with binge eating, I struggled with bulimia, um, and nobody knew. It's an internal battle. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, yeah. It's all the guilt and shame. Yep. In, in high school, I had the eating disorder, got my scholarship, and I was like, you know what? I want to be healthy. I accomplished this. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to stop this. And then, of course, like naturally gain the weight back. And my coach is like, where's the girl I recruited in high school? Mm. Not knowing what I was doing. Yeah. So then I started doing it. I started, I just went back to doing it. Of course, ran awful, gained lots of weight, um, had to end up leaving my first school and went to a second school. Everything just started falling apart. Like, I just felt like I couldn't grasp onto what I needed. Like I was trying and it was like slipping away from me and I wasn't understanding. I started to isolate myself. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to be around anybody. And my coach, I remember asking me, are you okay? Because I guess he realized that I wasn't. I just started crying. I was like, I don't know. 
I don't think so, but I don't know. I don't know why. I end up going back home. I quit track altogether. Uh, everything came out. My parents found out. Focus just on myself. My family helped me, got me back to where I was supposed to be. And um, then I was like, I, I want to run track again. But by that time, I already transferred twice, and I couldn't. There was no scholarships for me. And so went to the University of Tennessee and the coach there, she was like, you can walk on, I'll train you for a whole year, even though you can't do anything for the team. And train me for a whole year. I couldn't do anything for the team. She got nothing out of it. And I earned a scholarship. So Whoa. I got back on the team. After college, I got into CrossFit and I started lifting heavy. I started getting my muscles back. And then I got to WWE, and that's when I started loving my body. Mm -hmm. I started loving my muscles. I stopped trying to like diet and lose weight and all this stuff. Right. Like, no. So it wasn't out of shame anymore. Mm -hmm. It was out Not of, of shame anymore. It's out of love of this is how I was made. This is my body. My muscles fuel me. Now, I, now I can use my muscles to pick girls up and power clean and press them. And muscles are beautiful, and I love it. And I still I have lipstick all over my gear because I'm still feminine, <laughs> but I'm also muscular and I'm strong. So yeah. and I have a husband who loves it. So. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, now it's it's WWE gave me this this platform to be able to love myself and be loud. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm proud and bold about it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in order to better ourselves, it can feel like we need to make big, sweeping changes. We feel compelled to make massive adjustments, despite the fact that we may have seen measurable growth in other areas of our lives. Maybe even going to bed earlier, but now you want to start a morning exercise routine. Or maybe you've been eating out less, but now you wanna learn recipes to cook from home. Therapy can help you identify your strengths. That way you can make specific changes without getting rid of the good habits. As I'm sure many of you know, I've been a huge proponent of therapy since I started going about six years ago. It's been hugely helpful and give me the empathy to understand my past self, which has in turn allowed me to better understand my current self. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp might be perfect for you. It's 100% online and designed to work around your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you'll be matched with a certified and licensed therapist. Plus, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Give BetterHelp a try by visiting betterhelp.com slash Padilla today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Padilla. Are you frustrated because you don't have the perfect wardrobe to match your ever-evolving lifestyle? Whether you're getting ready for vacation, need maternity wear, or simply you're bored of your old choices, the stylist at Stitch Fix makes sure you always have something to wear. Stitch Fix is the best way to shop new styles and brands. Think of them as your style partner. Your stylist will learn about your tastes and collaborate with you on looks that you'll love without breaking the bank. You simply share your preferences, style, and budget, and Stitch Fix sends you five items in a fix right to your door. They have over a thousand brands and styles, so no matter the season you're in, Stitch Fix has you covered. And with the wide range of sizes, they'll find the perfect fit. Plus, you get to try on everything at home, keep what you like, 
and just send the rest back. Over time, Stitch Fix and their seasoned style experts will match you with greater precision based on your likes and dislikes. It's so easy. Thanks, Stitch Fix. They just get me and they'll get you too. Try today at stitchfix.com slash Padilla and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash Padilla. Again, that's stitchfix.com slash Padilla. Now, back to the world of WWE superstars. Did you know what your character name was going to be going into, like, that moment when you were hired, you're like, I'm Montez. <laughs> like, did you have your whole character figured out and your persona and name and everything? So, I would say the persona, yes, but the name is so crazy how the name got formed. They used to run um, these all-day tours in the Performance Center mm -hmm. where they used to bring fans in and they give them tours. So, one of the guys that came in, his name was Montez. Mm. And so, everyone, because at the time, they was trying to get me assigned a name, and at the time, they didn't have a name for me at the time. They said, well, Kenneth Crawford sounds too damn proper. You know, I was like, well, you're right. Kenneth Crawford does sound proper. So, like. Unless you showed up wrestling like this. Right, right. <laughs> that would be the appropriate be name. proper. Kenneth Crawford coming to the ring. The man in pink, give him a wink. You got they, the tagline everything. They, Wait. <laughs> I need you to help me come up with a tagline and name. You know what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you just came out, you're the man in pink, give you a wink? I think you have an interesting, probably one of the greatest characters of all time. Because what? Because you have a huge following. Okay. That's what it takes to have a good, the greatest character of all time. No, but think about it. You have a huge following. <laughs> okay. That means people trust and believe every single thing that you do, you say. That sounds like a cult look, leader. Look, look at this, look at this, look at this platform we on right now. Yeah. Think about it. Okay. They listen to you. They believe you. Okay, cult leader vibes. No, no, no. It's a listener and a believer. <laughs> you can influence. Oh, like an influencer. But you're not sending people to the ER. Oh. You are the ER. Oh. Oh, influence ER. See, 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 see what I'm saying? Let's go. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You're taking care of people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then and, and the patients that come in and don't want to take care of you, you take care of them. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So it's like you're 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 a believer. You're a believe they're believers in you, but you're a believer. Okay? Mm -hmm. Instead of giving out pain, uh-huh, you give blessings to the terrain. Ooh. Instead of giving out pain, I give blessings to the terrain. I am the influence ER. Oh gosh, y'all don't even You are very good at improvising. You have to be very good at improvising because you're performing <laughs> live. You're performing live in front of millions of people. You have to be able to roll with the punches and see where things go. I'd love to improvise a conversation with my alter ego that your husband has so graciously given me as the influence ER. Actually, you know what? I'm the EST, you're the ER. ER. I am the ER. I don't take you to the ER. I don't put you in the ER. I am the ER. You are the ER. Mm -hmm. So in this scenario, the influence ER has uh, slipped poison in your husband's red solo cup again. It always keeps happening. Again? That guy keeps getting poisoned. We gonna have to get him like a little a sippy cup with yeah. a cover. Uh, you gotta get and like a straw a, and like a, a deadbolt or or like a key code on the top of the cup yeah. to open it up for the sippy cup to to. Yeah, Th guy. that man keeps leaving his cups out, just this begging guy. to be poisoned. He's on a gur gurney, you know, he can't oh. can't move, can't function no control of his legs or bowels. Oh. Yeah, poor guy. For better or for worse, I yeah. guess. Mm -hmm. I'm a little emotional. I know, Okay. I know, that man, yeah. And after the bowels have, have been released, mm. you've mm. decided to come have a word with me. Mm. Cause we're gonna cry on cue here, okay. Mm. 
Okay, so we're having a conversation? Yeah, and I'm like... <sighs> I'm supposed to go get my nails done today and you done poison my husband. Montez had it coming. He knew this whole time. He tried to mess with me. I told him, you go out there, you make me look bad, I won't put you in the ER. I am the ER. You and know honey, what? He had it coming. I will listen. <clears throat> so I'm gonna use your government name, okay? Mr. Influence ER? ER. I've been looking for you. You don't poison my husband? He had a That's comment. what you're gonna do? I warned him. Oh, you know what? And it stank too. I, that, I, had, I had nothing to do with that. You know what? You making me live by my vows for better or for worse. And you know what? For better or for worse, I'm always having my husband back. So you know what? Next week, mm -hmm. since you want to poison my husband, mm -hmm. it's going to be me and you in the ring. The ER versus the EST. Oh, you want to take me on? I'm going to take you on. The ER. I'm going to put you. I'm not going to put you in the ER. I am the ER. And I'm going to put you out of business. I'm going to turn you from the bestest to the weakest. And I'm going to show everyone firsthand. And I'm also going to show you as the hair list, because I'm ripping that out when I get up there. Yeah, mama. <laughs> and scene. Wow, that was that was um, quite incredible. I'm just giving myself, I'm giving us a round of applause. I didn't know yeah. where to go after yeah. the hair list. I know, and I know. I was I, trying I, to, I was I trying gave to, you nowhere to go. cry on cue, but we just got some running eyeliner. <laughs> Well, I think we got to bring out Bianca and uh, talk you know about what? your guy, your... Uh... I've been missing her. I'm glad you actually brought out because I've been missing her for a while, you know? <laughs> like last night, I was very sad for about eight hours because oh, yeah. I didn't see her for about eight hours. Oh, because you were sleeping? Yeah, I was sleeping. Mm. Yeah. There is a reason I brought you both out here together. What? I want you to address something that needs to be addressed. Bianca, you were talking about how Montez did something messed up in your dream <laughs> and he had to apologize for it. I just think, I, Montez, I just think it's kind of messed up that you would do that in her dream. Right? Like, why would you do that? I think that you need to apologize more. You okay. need to address this now. Okay. Yeah, can you put this to rest for us today? You know, he didn't even apologize. He just said- Oh, he didn't apologize? No. Wow. You said, you said, well, that's a dream and dreams are crazy and dreams are scary, but it's not real life. I'm sorry, Montez, but to me, that's messed up. My feelings were really hurt in that dream. Yeah. Like, I was, it was it was bad. I think he needs to apologize. Yeah. I FaceTimed bad? him. How bad? It was really bad. Sweetheart. Like I, I wanna say here. <laughs> it was bad. In front of the world. Yeah. On this platform. I am truly sorry. I apologize for the actions that your dream has hallucinated to your precious little mind. I apologize for the actions that that person, that lover, that person that you loved in that dream committed such heinous acts. You don't have to say in third person, it was you. It was you. <laughs> Against you. <laughs> I apologize for the fact that I <laughs> did those things in your mind. <laughs> I apologize for every bad thing, the way it made you feel, how it crumbled you up inside, spit you out, set you on fire, set you ablaze, and did the same thing again. Mm -hmm. And for that, I'm sorry, baby. You know I would never do that to you. I'm extremely committed to you. <laughs> so much I'm so committed to you that catch our show on Hulu. Do you accept this apology for the actions in the dream? But you know what? You know what's funny about that dream? That I'm telling him the dream. I'm like, you did this and you did that, and then this happened and blah blah blah. He's just like, 
babe, it's just a dream. It's not real life. And I said, and then and then and then I broke up with you. He said, you broke up with me. <laughs> he got mad that I broke about what up you with did him. In the dream. That's where the lines crossed now. That's where the lines crossed, okay? You're like, dream Montez can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Like, not get broken up on. He okay? said, you broke up with me. I was like, okay. Baby, it was just a dream. <laughs> no, no, no. Wow. Roll reversal. Okay. Uh, are there many married couples uh, that are in the WWE that are superstars? It's more now than it was there before. Were. Yeah. We yeah. kind of broke that. You're in this super high pressure, high stress environment, and you have a reality show documenting you and your relationship. Did you have to have that conversation like, we're gonna be, like when you're making the choice to do this show, like we're gonna be documenting these real vulnerable moments and this high stress, high anxiety environments. Was that a, a decision that you had to make? Like there are gonna be millions of people watching this and having their opinions about us and our relationship. Yeah. Like that's a lot to be putting out there. It was hectic and it was busy. It's probably the most busy we've ever done. I mean, we didn't have not one day off. I think we got a lot to really show the, the world and the WWE universe, like what it's like for the road to WrestleMania. Also, how is that with navigating that as husband and wife, like find the balance between the times where you have to be husband and wife and not be WWE superstar. It was very, hectic and crazy and stressful, but we did we did it together. This is like my tag team partner in life. We were, get, were uh, able to show people that, but I mean, we did have the conversation as far as like the reality um, show. The reality um, of reality. Yeah. of couples doing it. And for for us, we were like, listen, we, we started this together. We started dating, we got married without the intention of ever trying to get a reality show. We're just living life being like, homies, lovers, best friends, co-workers. Um, and yeah, we're like, we're opening our, our life up for the opinions of others. And we're like, okay, yeah, people are allowed to have their own opinion, but the only opinion that matters and defines us is our opinion. Are you prepared for the amount of <laughs> attention that you're about to receive? I mean, we Bring want people it. to watch, so yeah. we need, we need those uh, views and ratings. Watch the show if you want to see lighthearted fun. <laughs> yeah, pitch me on it. If you want to watch a very good show, lighthearted, to show two very hardworking, talented individuals <laughs> in the busiest season. Oh, yeah? of their yearly careers. Do that and how they manage to cope with each other and how to spend time with each other and love each other, support each other Damn. and be there to the end no matter what. What do you hope people take away after watching? Sticking through the fight, showing support, being courageous, spontaneous, and always making effort and trying in whatever aspect it is, whether it's with each other, with gear, performances in the ring, their craft, their profession, uh, everything and to always take away that uh, ah, love is eternal. Mm. Yeah. It really is. Also, like a commitment, and like mm -hmm. that's what this show shows is that like we're extremely committed to not only just each other but our careers and what comes with that. When you're committed to the person you love, you're committed to everything they're committed to. I think it's love, support, family. Um, wrestling. Mm -hmm. I, I want people to take away that wrestling is cool and wrestling is dope. Wrestling's for everybody. Come watch it. Uh, love, marriage is dope. Um, <laughs> and uh, just as long as you have your partner, your best friend, you can get through anything and navigate anything together. Because my hands sweat. Yeah. My hands, they sweating right now. <laughs> they, 
get my hands sweat all the time. So when I was climbing, I'm like, man, like this this is one all my fears in one. Height, yeah. sweaty hands. <laughs> sweaty hands the second biggest fear. <laughs> yes. Cause like we go to obviously we do a lot of things where like you know, in the corporate eye where we're oh, shaking, shaking hands, hands and yeah. going around with mean fans. And like my hands sweat, and I don't want people to be like, you know, I met Montez today, but his hands were soggy. It's like uh, that's every the- time someone shakes your hand, they're like. <laughs> <laughs> so we tried all these things throughout the years. My wife even bought me like this lotion, and it's it's crazy. It's the type of lotion that makes you ashy. Because <laughs> you're either wet a- or ashy, yeah, right. soggy or ashy. <laughs> soggy or ashy. <laughs> you gotta pick. You gotta pick one or the other. 